Hello. Welcome to another episode of Podcasting with Callum Baird. I hope you're well. I hope you enjoyed last week's podcast. And I hope you're uh, getting through this pandemic as well as can be expected right now, I suppose. Um, I'm going to try and keep this podcast really short and sweet today. It's a podcast dedicated to the British Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak. And um, I've also got a story for you. It's not a story like the story from last week's podcast, Monday Morning Maoism. It's it's a true story. And um, first of all, thank you for listening to the podcast last week. A lot of you shared it. A lot of you gave me good feedback on it. A lot of you enjoyed the story I told. And it was based on a dream that I had. Um, I had another dream today, which was slightly bizarre. Um, But I'm not going to turn that one into a story because uh, the people aren't here to account for their actions. Then again, John McDonnell wasn't there to account for his actions, blowing up a house and that. um, And collecting Keir Starmer's tears like a freak. Um, But thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you also if you tuned into my live gig last Saturday, the weekend past. Thank you for doing that, and um, I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, enjoyed playing for you, and I'm going to try and do a few more uh, these live gigs at some point if I can. So let me know. Um, give me some. Give me some feedback. Let me know if you what you think of these live gigs. I'm not sure if they're if they're losing their they're losing their steam now. Um, I think a lot of people are weary of the lockdown situation. To be honest, let's be let's be quite frank about that. So, I'm going to try and do some more of these live gigs, but maybe try and be a bit more inventive with what I with my set. That said, those of you that watched it and have given me feedback already really enjoyed it. So maybe I don't need to change anything. Maybe I'm just tinkering with something that's not broken. But anyway, I'm going to try and keep this short and sweet. And it's a response. This podcast um, is a response to Rishi Sunak the British Chancellor of the Exchequer, as I said. And last week he said that musicians, artists, writers and so on should retrain and get new jobs. Um, And a lot of people have had their say on this, said their piece, rightly so. And I'm going to share a a link to an article by Stella Rooney, who wrote in Conter about um, what the... She gave a very good socialist perspective um, on on this and the politics of what Sunak said. So I'm going to put a link in there. And, and really my sort of response um, is just sort of adding, adding to the, the debate that's already there, just adding my perspective and my um, my thoughts on it. Um, and but check out check out what Stella's written. It's really really informative and has a really good set of politics in there. So check that out. And I just want to really say this, as a musician, I don't just do one job. So Rishi said that we should, uh, working in the arts and music, um, it's not viable anymore. You need to retrain, reskill and get a job in a sector of the economy that's viable. Leaving aside that the arts and culture is probably the only industry Britain leads in now, 
um, and it produces something like 120 billion pounds for the economy. Leaving that aside, it's not a viable sector to work in. So we should re- retrain, reskill. However, as a musician, I have to be proficient in a raft of IT skills. I have to be able to merchandise. I have to have PR skills. I have to have diary management skills. I have to manage my taxes. So that means using something like, I don't know, Excel to create a database. Do you know anything about that, Rishi? Create a database for all my money that's coming in and out. I have to be my own roadie. So that means, I, first of all, I have to use my skills as a driver. So I have to have prior skills to being a musician to bring that to the table. Or maybe I don't. Maybe I should just sit at home, do a YouTube channel, just post some fucking videos on there for 5p at most. Beg people for cash. On YouTube, instead of booking gigs all around the country and in Europe. Maybe I should just... Um, maybe being a musician is just sitting in my room on my own, playing my guitar, singing, or playing on my keyboard. Being a musician doesn't involve any of these skills to Rishi. Being a musician is just, you're a musician. You don't have, there's no, that's your profession. I have to, as I say, be able to merchandise. I have to, you know, maybe I should get, maybe that's what I should do. I, a few years ago, I bought some t-shirts for about a five or a t-shirt and sold them on for a tenner. Maybe I should just do that. Get some t-shirts that instead of saying, Callum Baird or something to do with my music just say Rishi Sunak is a wank sell them on eBay 10-15 quid buy them in at 3-4-5 quid treble my money how Thatcherite is that Rishi you'd be so proud of me man I have to have PR skills I have to be able to deal with the public especially when I'm performing when I'm in the middle of singing a song and somebody comes up to me and says alright mate gonna play Galloway girl in my head, I want to say, you mean Galway girl, you fucking drunkard. Get out of my face. You spat all over me when you made that request. But I have to be very disciplined and, and uh, carry on singing. Usually it happens when I'm singing, I'll get these requests. I have to maintain a level of discipline and respectability for myself as much as for the people there. Because it's not their fault. They're excited. They're enjoying themselves. They're out with their mates. They're having a drink. And they're enjoying the tunes. But they want to hear a specific tune. They've just gone about it in a way I don't agree with. So I have to keep that in mind and keep my cool and uh, ignore them. And then when the set's done, say, when the song's done, say, to the man that requested Galway Girl, here you go, my friend. I have to display better PR skills than I'm displaying with you just now, Rishi. Or like you displayed last week when you said that musicians and artists should go and retrain and reskill, you patronising shitface. I have to have diary management skills. I'm basically my own secretary. I have to manage skills. So if I book in a gig that's at four o'clock and finishes at six, I'm not there. I'm not saying to someone else, yeah, I'll be to come, I'll come and play for you at five. Yeah, no bother, man. I have to use skills, Rishi. Other skills. Not normally associated with being a musician. I have to use other skills. From another field, incorporate it into my profession in order to do my profession more professionally. I have to be my own agent then. And I have to display other skills at one with the modern economy, like flexibility, like just accepting it when you get fucked over when somebody cancels a gig and doesn't offer to reimburse you for, their, for your time. 
at short notice. I've also begun diversifying and learning to draw and paint and teaching myself to do these things. I also do a podcast, which you're listening to now, and navigate, negotiate the numerous cliffs, cliff edges, pitfalls thrown in front of artists and art workers, pretty much all workers these days, by the capitalist economy. But what does retrain actually mean as well? This is this is something that a lot of people have been trying to interrogate, and rightly so, because it's significant here. Retrain to wankers like Rishi Sunak means spending money, a lot of money, to go to college or university and um, getting a new job or a new set of skills, whatever that means. But whatever it does mean, it's sure to cost a fuckload of money without any guarantee that there'll be a job at the end of it. Um, in a weird way and very perverse way the modern capitalist economy has inverted what Karl Marx predicted socialist and communist society would look like after capitalism had fucked off and left us alone for good in the German ideology on page 54 of my copy Karl Marx says the following. And this is this is how entrenched the capitalist ideology is within the capitalist class that, to which Rishi Sunak belongs. They still believe, they haven't noticed that the modern economy has moved on at a rate of knots. They still believe that everybody has one single profession. You're a musician. You're a diary manager, you're an agent, you're a roadie, you're a sound engineer, you're a producer, you're a painter, you're a poet. They still believe that's how the economy is, that you have one profession. You're a lawyer, you're a doctor, you're a nurse, you're a shop worker, you're a shoplifter. They still believe everybody has one profession. So Marx says here, for as soon as the distribution of labour comes into being, each man has a particular exclusive sphere of activity which is forced upon him and from which he cannot escape. He is a hunter, a fisherman, a herdsman or a critical critic and must remain so if he does not want to lose his means of livelihood. While in communist society, where nobody has one exclusive sphere of activity but each can become accomplished in any branch he wishes, Society regulates the production and thus makes it possible for me to do one thing today and another tomorrow. To hunt in the morning, fish in the afternoon, rear cattle in the evening, criticise after dinner, just as I have a mind, without ever becoming a hunter, fisherman, herdsman or critic. So in a weird way, the capitalist economy and a large section of the economy has inverted that from Marx, has inverted what communist society would look like, and has made sure that all workers have to have a raft of different skills, be proficient in a raft of different skills, brought in from multiple different areas, multiple different um, disciplines, professions, to make their one profession more professional. And in that case, I'm a musician, an IT... I'm proficient, I'm an IT, I'm a cyber user, whatever the fuck. I'm a musician, I'm a painter, 
I'm a podcaster, I'm a PR manager, I'm a diary manager, I'm a, an accountant, I'm a roadie, but I'm all of these things without ever actually becoming these things. And in a way, what the capitalist economy, the modern capitalist economy has dis- is displaying is once again, capitalism is a system that does not need to fucking exist. And by performing all these different professions to make my one profession more professional, I'm alienated from my profession because in order to actually be a musician, I have to be able to do 10 other fucking professions. Otherwise, my one chosen profession will suffer. But Rishi hasn't noticed that. He hasn't noticed very much. He hasn't seemed to notice that he's implying that making art is not a real job. The best that can be said for Rishi is that he is saying that art should be left to people who are either already established enough not to be impacted when society goes into complete and utter social fucking meltdown or that art making should be left to people who come from wealthy, let's face it, mostly white families and are bankrolled by the bank of mum and dad in order to pursue a career in the arts. In short, I suppose what could best be said for Ricky Sunak is he's proposing an elitist model for the arts. Which is hardly surprising for a card-carrying member of the Conservative Party now, is it? And it's good to see socialists and decent-minded people actually criticising this and opposing it ferociously, as should be the case. And if you have a voice on this and you have an opinion on this, please fucking use it. It doesn't matter if somebody said it or said it in a more eloquent way or a more structured way, if you genuinely have a passion for the arts, speak up for the arts. Because the Tories want it to die. And I I mean, on top of this as well, I mean, it just comes across as totally fucking blind to the reality of what's happening to the economy. I mean, all demand has been sucked out of it, all drained out of it, poured out of it, whatever word you want to use, expression you'd like to use. Businesses are closing and jobs are going. And these jobs will not come back they're gone and you know Rishi's position his argument is just predicated on the idea that you can solve unemployment by applying for jobs that don't fucking exist which is frankly fucking laughable I mean I've seen hundreds of articles already of people saying that they applied for a job and the company puts out a post a statement saying uh, we had a position going we had 500 people applying for it normally we would consider 60 busy but Rishi says the best thing musicians should do is get out of a viable sector or go and get a job uh, somewhere else in the economy and apply with the other 500 folk for a job that uh, might be viable maybe <laughs> Did I mention I've got a lot of money? Did you know that? Did you know Rishi Sunak's wealthy? Very wealthy. Did you know that he, during the financial crisis, worked in uh, the banking sector, I believe? Selling the very derivatives that crashed the economy. And then they got a bailout and he fucked off into the sunset. And now he's a chancellor telling people to go and get a new job in an economy that's got no fucking demand or supply. It's running out of supply as well, I would probably say. Maybe not. Not sure. Brexit might put a pontoon right through Britain's supply chain, however. 
And um, this is just in line with his garbage support for self-employed people, freelancers, musicians, artists. I mean, the self-employed income support scheme. I think you have to be have track record of being self-employed for three to five years or something like that. Uh, so if you became self-employed in the last two years and 11 months, you're fucked. If you became self-employed in the last nine months, forget about it. And um, what this just exposes is the way that the British economy regulates self-employment is totally and utterly flawed. And they've admitted that. They've basically admitted that by not extending the scheme to go to, to take in musicians, to take in the recently self-employed. They've admitted how unregulated it has become. And the musicians' union, my union, are saying that 34% of musicians are leaving the industry, leaving the music industry. Just think about the talent drain that that 34% represents. Think about all the music that's not getting made. I mean, bands and artists have about five years lifespan anyway. They'll come and go in different things, join different groups, come and go. But this, this has just killed them off. Killed off sections of the live music scene up and down the country. 34%, man. And it'll probably be more by the time this is over. And I estimate that's just a... I estimate that that's just an estimate. But furthermore, what Rishi's comments... Rishi's comments are very much in line with the far-right's approach towards arts and culture. And artists in particular. They hate artists, the far-right. They fucking hate them. There is a tradition for hatred for the artists running many years before Hitler, but runs through Hitler, through the coup d'etat in Chile in 1973, and up to the modern day. In Chile in 1973, the fascist coup rounded up musicians, artists, singers and poets, beat them to death, tortured them, forced them into exile, on those that, those that were able to, those that were released or were able to escape. They took a musician I, whose music I like, Victor Hara. They smashed all the bones in his hands, beat him up, and then shot him. And Rishi Sunak's comments, I'm not saying he would smash up my hands and shoot me, but his comments are very much in line with the fucking hatred the far right and the right wing have towards arts and culture. They see us all as a bunch of liberal fucking lefties who resist any authority and attempt at being controlled and and structured or something like that. And, and on top of this, in the modern sort of British context, you have the added layer of most, if not all, arts communities, unions, etc., supporting Remain over Brexit. And the vindictive bastards in the Tory party see this as a chance for revenge against the arts culture, the arts community and culture. And I think um, that was that would be maybe the only addition I'd make to Stella's article, which I'll put a link to in the description of this podcast, is that the this is Sunak's comments go hand in hand with the history of the far right's approach towards arts and culture, from ranging from sheer contempt for it to just let's just fucking murder them because they're all a bunch of liberal lefties and they'll only be subversives anyway if we leave them 
they'll only undermine us from outside the outside our borders if we leave them so and make no mistake that Rishi Sunak doesn't believe that violence against the arts culture is necessary he can achieve liquidating vast sections of it by not funding it by telling people to leave the sector and leaving it to a bunch of rich twats like Mumford and Sons and Michael McIntyre. So that's my response to Rishi Sunak. And um, as I say, if you have a voice and you care about the arts and you're opinionated, it doesn't matter if you have any sort of platform, social media, whatever, use your voice and keep up the pressure on these bastards. I'm going to show you another story, as I said I would. This one is uh, not a short story like last week's one. This one is um, based, this is a true story, and I'm going to try and keep this anonymous. I might mention the person's name by accident, so if I do, I'm going to pause the podcast, cut out that bit and go back to where I started rather than having to start the whole podcast all over again. So you might hear me clicking and whatever in the background. I'm going to try to not mention their name. There's not much to say. I was chatting to them on Instagram last week. I posted on my story on Instagram a news report from the BBC, just a screenshot, that read COVID, semi, COVID colon, 16,000 coronavirus cases missed in daily figures after IT error. This friend of mine replied, Prepare yourself for a good bit of rage and frustration if you try to get a test. A guy at my work had it. Zero effort of the company he works for to contact those that had worked with him. So I decided to get tested to be double sure. The website is as glitchy as ever and it wouldn't let me order one because it couldn't verify my identity. Told me to go to Gala Shields 30 miles away or not even to get a test. Eventually, I got a test today, this was last week, at the airport after battling with it for hours. And they wonder why it's spreading. From what I've seen, business are not prepared to do any more than the minimum to protect staff and customers, but then there's zero risk to the billionaire owners on their yacht in Monaco, eh? So why would they care? This friend goes on to say, It's absurd that one minute they're clapping for essential workers, the next minute they make out that they make me pay for my own PPE or my own minimum wage. Half the staff weren't wearing masks and none of the distancing guidelines are being adhered to. This, that is just a snapshot and it's very indicative of the approach the Tories, of the neoliberal governments across the UK are taking to their virus, the economy and social cohesion in general. And the Tories in particular do not give a fuck. If they could have gotten away with just leaving the economy open and letting the herd immunity thing slide, just like the get Brexit done bollocks was able to slide, they would have. And I think... I mean, as well as showing that this shows that they're capable of doing anything fucking right. Uh, as I said previously, I don't think we've understood the politics of pandemics. I said this in last week's podcast. I don't think we've under- understood the politics of pandemics properly. Uh, both in recent history and obviously more historically than that. And I don't think we've understood why the politics of... I've got us where, where where we are. 
You know, I don't really think we've properly understood why are we where we are. A big reason for where we are is austerity in the last 10 years. Local government cut to fuck, don't have the capacity, everything gets outsourced to private companies who don't fucking know the area, that don't know people, that don't are not able to connect the dots, that take forever to do things and can't do things properly. They've also got the just total barefaced corruption that's going on with the Tories handing out massive contracts to supply a service that has been done for a fraction of the cost in other countries. Just barefaced corruption. And, but, I mean, this is the general increase in cases as part of a trend in Europe and the West. And I don't think it's properly understood, the politics of each, of the Europe, of Europe and the West. How the politics and the culture have influenced the way that we are dealing or maybe not dealing with this pandemic properly. And I think what this story shows is just how, um how the level of incompetence just goes right across society from the government officials to business just goes right across society and I don't think we've understood the politics of this properly and I think we need to get better at that if we are to solve this here and today but also um, stop this ever happening again I think I'm going to leave it there, folks. I did say I'd keep this short and sweet. I have got quite a lot to do today. I want to finish a painting I started yesterday. I want to. Um, I've got a lot of uni work I need to do as well. So I want to. I want to start start doing that. And I, but I just wanted to throw my two cents into the ring on the Rishi Sunak thing. And um, as I say, if you've got a voice and you're passionate about the arts, please say something. Please speak up. Write to your MP. MSP, whatever, uh, use your platform. Write something. If you have a if you have a take and you you want to share it, but you 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 you're a bit shy or you don't want to be judged, feel f- free to send it to me, and I would say read it out in my podcast anonymously for you, if that's what you want. But say something if you support the arts, and if you could support. If you can afford it and you can support your local artist, musician or writer to carry on doing what they're doing, please do so. And if you want to do it for me, you can head to the links in the description to listen to and buy my music. You can also head to my Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Callum Baird songs to become a patron of my work from as little as £3 a month. And if you want, you can contact me to get all the music I've written, recorded and released emailed to you for just 15 quid. And I'll put my email address in the description as well so you can arrange that. So, fight the good fight. Stay safe. Stay comfortable. Don't take any risks. Um... And try not to put other people at risk if you can as well. I know it's I know that can be difficult. Sometimes you maybe do it unconsciously. Um And just yeah, stay safe. Take care. Thanks for listening in again. Please follow the podcast if you're new. Please share it on your social media platforms and give me any feedback you like as well. Um Abusive feedback will be reported if you're somebody on the far right that's come across this somehow. 
you will just be reported. So I wouldn't waste your time unblocked. So there you go. Cheers. All the best, folks. <laughs>